0: For a long time, I probably felt like my voice didn't really matter and I didn't really have a whole lot of value. And so that's what I care about. Like deep down, like I said, I don't really care about Instagram, but I want like particularly women to realize that, yeah, they matter. They can create something and they can create a business and they can make some money from that. And they can just build their own little community around them of people that care about what they do.
1: to dig into today's episode with you. My beautiful, gorgeous, and amazing podcast listener. I hope that you are a business babe, or you are maybe somebody who has a career and maybe possibly wants to create a business, especially in this crazy crazy coronavirus time where so much is moving online and getting virtual. I have an incredible guest and friend for you today, Miss Emily Osmond, who runs the podcast The Emily Osmond Show. She's incredible and helps women market themselves easily and authentically online. She's a master at Instagram, which is what I love. Y'all know that. She runs two courses, and in today's podcast, not only does she talk about her journey becoming, you know, a marketing educator, and a master of communication and social media. But she really touches on her journey of imposter syndrome and not believing in herself and not feeling like she was good enough and, you know, really stressing which way was she going to go when she finished school. So it's a really great episode because I know that you will see yourself in Emily's shoes with what she went through because I know so many of us feel and experience the same and now she just focuses on helping people feel calm and relaxed and enjoy themselves and have fun on their social media platforms. She's about community and about supporting women to build their business and make the money while doing shit that they love. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with the gorgeous Emily Osman. <laughs> Hello, Miss Gorgeous. Emily, welcome to
0: the podcast. Aw, thanks so much, Erica. So good to be here. Finally, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Worked it in the schedules.
1: I know. What a hectic time. I freaking love you and I've loved that I've been able to get to know you and be on your podcast and that we've got mutual, mutual sisters and peeps that we love. But for Everybody else listening and tuning in, can you just give them a little
0: spiel about you? Sure. Things. So uh, so I'm Emily Osmond. I'm a marketing educator, first and foremost, I guess. So I run the Modern Marketing Collective and we have hundreds of women from all around the world uh, that I coach each month. So helping them really master their marketing. And specifically we talk about Instagram because it is so bloody powerful when it comes to helping people not only, I guess, learn how to show up online and have that confidence to actually market themselves, get on camera, get on video, talk about what they have to offer and actually sell. Um, so we talk a lot about that that, and then holistic marketing um, on top of that one too, email marketing, all that type of thing. Um, I also, so I, I've i built that online program over the past two years and I started having people asking me like, how do you do that? So I also have another program called Scalable where I teach uh, people how to build their online programs and then keep scaling them as well and I have a potty a podcast which you've been on Erica which was a super popular episode so everyone should go listen to that one that's the Emily Osmond show and I'm based in Melbourne with my fiance Coden
1: oh I love you yes oh my gosh I have all the questions for you so you know we talked on your podcast episode which we're going to link below so please go and listen and tag us But when we chatted, we were talking about how much we love Instagram and our our mutual love affair with Instagram. And what do you find or how did you get, I guess, into Instagram more than the other platforms? Because I'm sure you get that question all the time from people like, how do you choose and why that one? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I guess... So back in the day, I um, was working in, I was working at a tourism organization and I was managing the digital marketing and Instagram was like this whole new thing back then. So I was, I guess I was the person that set it up and got us going on there and we started realizing just the impact that it had. It was a membership organization, so we had all the local business owners that were members for us. So I kind of dabbled in Instagram a bit then, um, and I had it for myself a little bit, but it was kind of, I felt like all the really cool, like, people on there with their cool filters, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. (laughs) Um, Anyway, when I quit my job and went out on my own, and I started using, I was on Twitter, I was on LinkedIn, I was on, like, the Google, like... I don't even remember. There was like this Google social media channel, Google Plus. Facebook had my Facebook page, had my Instagram. So I just looked at what actually worked the best for me. And it was absolutely amazing, the power of Instagram for my business. Um I used to use it, for instance, uh, I was in Ballarat then, so... I would search the local Ballarat hashtag and I would always see like, what's going on? What's, what's these new businesses popping up? And just kind of get myself out there networking, using Instagram in that way. And for me, just posting content. And I guess I probably didn't even realize what it was to position yourself as an expert and that type of thing. But it was crazy. People started asking me to like speak at events and to come and consult to them. And I'm like, do they realize like, this is, do they like know who I am? This is crazy. I don't know how to do any of this. Um, but I found it so powerful for me. And then when I started consulting to different businesses, the, the results that they got from it too, in terms of knowing what to post on there, like the type of content to share, it was absolutely amazing. And yeah, you can do that on Facebook as well, but I love on Instagram. There's just this more of that, I guess, community feel that that kind of interaction and then now or in the most more recent years with stories as well, like how good are they? The ability that we can kind of broadcast a little bit that's going on in our lives or on our business and the amount of um the pretty intimate interactions you can have with people on there as well. Um so I always say I don't really care about Instagram itself, but I, I care about what actually works for business owners and right now Instagram is pretty amazing for that.
1: That is such a good like statement like it's actually true it's not about the platform and I think we get so caught up in being on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook like all the names of it but really it's about like you said creating relationships and connecting with people and and your marketing and brand and building and yeah it's so true because people get caught up in like I don't like Instagram it's like no, it's social media. Like we need to be on this situation. Okay, so with marketing and business, did you always know you wanted to get into business, or how did all that happen?
0: Oh well. Okay. Well, growing up, so I always use. I'm, I'm the middle of three sisters, and like really, really shy growing up. Um, it's so funny. We've got all these home videos, and I'm the one that like mum would ask me a question, and my big sister would answer it for me. I would just be like so shy, and she'd do all the talking. Um, but growing up. I always used to play teachers, so I'd get all the teddies and try and get my sisters and and like be a teacher to them. I don't know. Apparently, that was something I always used to do. So my parents always thought I'd be a teacher, and they were both um, in the education space, teachers. Um, I went to well, I went to three different high schools, and in my final year, um, I really I was studying international studies, international uh, yeah, international studies, I think it was called, and I was like, wow. I loved it. This is so interesting, learning about politics and uh, international affairs and all this type of thing. Anyway, I went on. I knew I wanted to go to university. I knew I wanted to do that. And I guess that was something in my family that was kind of what you did a bit as well. Um, So I applied for Melbourne Uni for a Bachelor of Arts. Um, and I also really wanted to live on res. My sister had been on, lived on res, so at one of the university colleges. So I wanted to do that. And, intre- like, you had to have a pretty high enter to score to get in. And this is where I learnt, or I think proved to myself almost what you can do when you put your mind to it. So when I was doing my VCE, so like the, the high school certificate thing in, in Melbourne, I would write down, so I knew like I had to get this certain grade to get into the university. So after every or before actually every exam, every sack, all of that, I would kind of get in my head, right, this is the score I need to get. Like I need to get 90% or something in this test. And then I would start like adding up. I had like my little piece of paper that I'd start kind of figuring out, right, okay, I need to get this grade in this one. I need to get this in this one to get that final grade. And when the ENTER scores came in, I got exactly the number that I needed to get. And then I got into the college that I wanted to get into um, as well, which was, yeah, which was amazing. So anyway, so I went along, I did my... um Bachelor of Arts and I majored in uh, political science because I thought I wanted to get into international aid and um, political affairs. And I did my uh, work experience at World Vision. Um, so that was kind of the direction I wanted to go in. So I finished up my undergrad and I I realized getting a job with an arts degree was looking a little bit challenging. And I actually flew up to Canberra and went for an interview at the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade because I thought, oh my God. And I actually interviewed for ASIO as well. It's basically like intelligence agency, which my partner like just cracks himself out because I can't keep anything in. Um, But anyway, so I thought that was the direction I wanted to go in. But I realized it was looking a little bit hard for me to get a job. I was up against a lot of people that were a bit older or heaps more experience. Um, When I was doing my undergrad, I was doing some um just heaps of volunteering heaps of work experience and I got a job volunteering at the local TV network in Melbourne and I was the news presenter uh and I was like oh my gosh this is not work this is so fun um <laughs> so I was like right maybe I can get into like the international affairs more in the media side of things so I ended up, I'm like, right, well, I kind of want to do a post-grad, so let's just do that now. Um, went on, did my master's in communications and study, and that really opened my eyes to so much more. My undergrad was very theoretical. And that was at Melbourne Uni. Then I did my postgrad at RMIT. And that was like a lot more practical in a way. And I learned all about like making websites and editing videos and uh, public relations and creative writing and all this type of thing. But at that stage, I had pretty bad mental health. So I was doing my master's. I was not really coping, and we can go into that around why that was. Um, and I moved back – I was living in Melbourne. I moved back to Ballarat at that point um, and was living there with my mum and basically all my friends were in Melbourne. So I guess I just threw myself into writing that thesis – and getting myself better. But at that point as well, I uh, probably over those next couple of years, I just did work experience everywhere I could. So local radio at the ABC in Ballarat, at the local paper, um, at the news network. And I picked up a few contracts there. Um, So I was doing all those different like news, I guess, roles, but something didn't quite feel right. And I think I just didn't like that hourly deadline. That was not good for my anxiety. (laughs) So anyway, to answer your question, then I uh, then I got introduced to um, an amazing lady who ran her own business. She was like in the marketing consultant space. She worked at a kitchen table. She had some kids. She was like managing that, worked her own hours. And I'm like, right, that kind of shows me what I want to be doing. Um, I got some I got another job in social media, managing the social media for that tourism body was going um, as a contractor, went up to part time there, went up to full time there. And uh, I was full-time there, I think for less than a year. And I was just like, this is not making me happy. Um, and I'd already started picking up some of my own clients on the side. So um, I threw in the towel there, quit my job there and just went all in on, right, let's see if I can make this work, um, doing this marketing thing. So very long answer I hope that paints the picture a little bit
1: (laughs) yeah yeah because just like obviously you love it and you've had so much experience in the field of marketing and then to go you know it makes sense like you're in it you're seeing you're like I'm doing this anyway hold on and then it takes one you know a vision of what you want to go I can have that like almost it's beautiful permission that 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 you get from seeing someone and being inspired and going off and now you have this business how long have you been in your business It's, I think
0: it's like five and a half years now. Yeah. So I think I was 25 or 26 when, yeah, when I started it. So, yeah. And it just feels like for me, it's like, it's a kind of weird phrase, lifestyle business, but that's, that's what it is for me in terms of, I do this because it gives me the lifestyle that I want and to have, I guess, the days that I want to do be doing what I want when I want, working on the things most of the time. It's not always like that, but working on the things that I care about and really want to do. And I'm not building like this company as big as I can to sell, which I think was another thing I thought you kind of had to do if you wanted to be a proper business person. It was like, oh, like how big's the team? Do you have offices? But no, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm about.
1: Yeah, you get into your entrepreneurship and you're like, actually, um, all of this is different. And it's funny because we, both Emily and I both got to interview Lisa Messenger, which was awesome. Like in the same week, the episodes came out. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard us say before, like sometimes going really big isn't better. And I think when we're first getting into business, and if you're listening and you have a business, you have an idea or a dream to build a business, you know, you think the thing you want is that and then you start getting into it and you start getting a year two years and shit happens and then you're like oh actually this is not it it's and it's so good that you say that because it is lifestyle you don't want to be working you know 50 hours a week and not seeing your fiance and not having a life just so that you can make money because it's beyond that right well
0: that that's what happened Erica because the first uh three and a half years of my business would I was doing totally different to what I'm doing now in a way so I because I started out and I, I think a lot of people couldn't resonate when, when you start the business and people are like, oh, can you do this? Do you do this? So I was doing, I was just like, yeah, I can. So, and then I started bringing on um, contractors So we were doing branding and websites, copywriting, event marketing, social media, PR, all the things. But like you said, it got to a point where it didn't matter how much that contract was that I got. I was like, I don't want to do it. Like I don't, it doesn't make me happy. And I was like the way for me to grow the business I'd created, which was more of that kind of age, like it wasn't really an agency. It was a little mini one, but, um, was to take on more people to help do the work, take on more contracts, take on more clients. And I was like, that is, that just does not appeal to me. That is not what I want to do. So then, um, I'd been hearing about this idea of online programs and it kind of been on my mind for a long time, but I think I was just like, that's not something that I can do. That's what other people could do who are like way, (laughs) way more amazing or like way more knowledgeable or whatever. But anyway, I made the decision that, yep, that's the direction I think I want to take this business in. And so I saw out all those contracts that I had and launched the online program, which is, I've had that for just on two years now. And Oh, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> yes. I love it.
1: Who do you feel like inspired you or maybe on your coming up of doing that going into the online space? Did you have mentors or like people that you were like, yes, I love this or I'm looking at things that I want to do?
0: Yeah. Um something that was really really pivotal to me. Um I was listening to a podcast episode and it was on Amy Porterfield's podcast. It was with a woman um just trying to remember her name. Anyway, I'll think of what it is. Um, but she was talking about how she had uh, an online membership. And I think she had like 2000 members in there and she was teaching social media and she wasn't this crazy expert. I think on the podcast, she's talking about how she's an introvert, which I am mainly <laughs> most of the time. And I just thought, well, oh, hang on a minute. Like, like, I think if she can do it, why can't I? That was a big moment for me to kind of see someone else doing it and think, all right, there's no reason why that can't be me as well. And so that was so powerful. And that's why I think I'm re- I care a lot about the work that you're doing and what other people are doing to actually share some of, some of what we've achieved or some of what, what, what's happening for us to show other people what's possible. Cause I think it's so important Sorry. Um, and that's why I've started talking a bit more about money as well, because if people don't, if people don't see other people being able to make great money, like it, yeah, I just think it, it can make such a difference for other people to say, right, that is possible. Why can't I do it as well? Yes.
1: Cause we don't talk about it. And we, I think, It's that rawness and that realness about every part of the business that sometimes you don't sell out your live event. And sometimes, you know, you you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, you don't get the thousand people to your webinar or or you don't. And then when you do, it's like we don't talk about the things that we do like get and and celebrate the dollars and celebrate all that hard work and you know obviously if you're listening you would hear me say in the podcast like more money is more impact if you if you're making more money you're solving more problems you're helping more people so it's like this whole deep-seated thing about money means you're greedy or you're selfish or you're bad you know. It's good that you've, you've started sharing that as well, because I know the people that are following you and the business women that, you know, could still be working a nine to five, you know, living overseas going, how do I do this? Are like, really, you're now that lady that you listened to on Amy Porterfields for them because they, you know, they get to see, oh my gosh, she's doing this. She's, she's working from home. And, and
0: the thing is, Erica, like when I launched my online program, it wasn't a success. Like it wasn't. Because I wanted to get 100 members, right? I was like, okay, well. Same, yeah. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I don't know why it was 100, but I'm like, right, I'm going to launch. I'm going to get 100 members. I got like 30 or something. So I was like, what? And, and that threw me. And I think because because um, I said to you, like, right, okay, I got the enter score I wanted. I managed to get into like the college I wanted. and And I was like, oh, God. That, that didn't really pan out the way I thought it was going to do. I had a Facebook group with 700 people in it. So I thought, oh, I'll, get, I'll easily get 100 of them into my into my program. Um, but the thing is, and this is what I tell my, my students that now I teach about launching online programs and all that type of thing, is, like, it, it doesn't, like, it's not necessarily going to be easy. No one said it's going to be easy. No one said it's going to be, like, a hit from the start, but it's just keeping on going with it. And that's me, like, two years later, I haven't thrown in the towel, even though I was like, you know, you get those times when it's like, crap, is this worth it? And you go from like, then I was earning less money than I had been doing the agency style of work. But I was like, no, this is like, I just knew this is the direction that I want to go in. This is, I'd rather like earn very little for a bit and do this because I love it so much. And I know, I just knew I could make it something. I knew I could, yeah. I knew I could make it something. So um.
1: I love that. And it's true. It takes time. Like it takes
0: you sitting there and watching the
1: mess ups and fixing them. And, you know, it, it is not for anybody listening who's thinking about it. And I would love to hear maybe some ideas or advice that you give people who are like wanting to start out a business and... You know, that maybe they thought that like, oh, it's going to be easy or maybe I don't know if I can do it because it's too hard. Like, you know, obviously so many people are popping up doing online businesses now, uh, especially during the pandemic. Everybody's on their phone and they're going, I should be doing this. Like, what advice do you have for someone who's even thinking about creating something online or community or anything?
0: I think and this is this is the difference between I guess I've worked with a lot of women, same as you, Erica, and there's got to be a hunger. Like you have to be hungry for it yeah. because I think that a lot of people perhaps like the idea of it and want the results or want that end scenario, but aren't willing to put in the work to get there. And that's, that was one of the messages I recently shared on my podcast. I talked about like, th- there's not actually that end point like there's never really gonna be that end point, and that's not what I want. Like, I just love this middle bit where it's like the puzzle and the game and the fun of entrepreneurship and like isn't it just amazing? Yeah. <laughs> like we get to like test things out and try things and it 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 I just feel like it's such a puzzle, it's just so much fun to try and fit together. And I think if you don't if you're someone that doesn't enjoy that and you just wanna to get to the end. And the end goal of kind of like where you want to be without enjoying or wanting to do any of that middle bit, like don't do it like, and you don't have to do it. And it's okay if you try it and you realize, actually, I really enjoyed having a job and having colleagues. Like I miss colleagues a bit, you know, people to yeah, yeah. hang out with. Um, and you, and maybe you prefer having, you know, not having to manage all the things that come with managing business. And that's okay too. To- it doesn't make you any less. And I, I think it's almost as though, um, it was so funny when I was chatting with, with my mate Lisa Messenger. out, no kidding. <laughs> but, um, but we were chatting and how almost back in the day when she launched collective hub, the magazine, um, I think entrepreneurship wasn't even really that big of a word. And I knew that I hadn't really seen it around or hurt kind of heard of this whole notion. But I think now it's almost a little dangerous because it is, um, it quite glorified. It's cool now. Yeah. And I think that I don't want people to think that they're any less if they're not an entrepreneur and if they work in, in a job and they have a boss, like you're no better or less. So you don't feel like you have to do entrepreneurship or you have to have your own business like to i don't know to be successful or to prove anything or anything like that it's just a different way of working and you're either you either try it out and you love it and you you just can't go back to working for someone or you don't love it and that's totally okay as well so
1: yeah it's true we just we do need to everybody has a part right to play and and only you know those of you out there listening in your heart And soul, and if you've clicked on this, it's probably because part of you wants to create something and do something. And obviously, you know, confidence gets low or you just finished school or you just had a client and something didn't work out or you had to launch something and it didn't work. Like, how have you been able to, I guess, jump into your confidence when shit hits the fan in your business or in your life?
0: Oh, God. It's taken. (laughs) It's it's taken a long time, but I'm getting there. Um, I guess in my business, I can think back to, it was about six months in I launched my business. And, um, I was working on a contract for, um, a local company and I really struggled with the, the way that the boss or the guy, um, I guess like gave me feedback or the way that kind of, we managed that, that client relationship. And so like we would send him logo designs and he'd just say oh they're not they're not good enough they didn't hit the mark and I even like created this event for him and all of this at the venue and um two weeks later he's like yeah didn't 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 hit the mark or that type of thing and I'm like what the hell whereas everyone else is like that was amazing that was so (laughs) good and um I don't know what it was I think it was I I you always have to take responsibility. But at the same time, I think there was also something else going on there in terms of, I was pretty vulnerable. Like this young kid just started her own business. Like, what was she doing? (laughs) But it really threw me because, and I had a couple of those instances happen. Yeah, it threw my confidence. And I just thought, do I even know marketing? Like, am I even good at marketing? And I think because I was doing some things that were, I like to think like they were a bit progressive and a little bit different, which I'm like, good on you, Emily, for doing that back in those days. But it probably took me six months. It really threw me. And I also like fell into quite bad anxiety at that point too. Um, I Like this is the thing, I came off medication and then these things kind of, I think work was, um, I don't know, struggling a little bit in terms of my confidence there. Yeah. And it threw me for six months or so. I just was kind of went back into myself and lost my confidence and lost my belief in myself and in my own skills and what I could do. Kind of like went off social media for a bit and yeah, that was pretty hard. I got myself back together over time and I guess I just built up that confidence again and got back out there and, um, took on some more clients who were absolutely amazing and worked with them and yeah I guess I also learned I learned a lot about how to manage people how to deal with people different personality styles as well um, because I am someone it's it's funny because I did a business course and I learned about the disc personality types I don't know if you yeah. know them <laughs> and I realized like I can struggle with the dominant personality style Um, and that was with some of my clients who they were, they were very kind of direct, didn't care about building rapport. And you can probably tell from me, I quite like the let's build (laughs) rapport. Let's, you know, like get, you know, be really friendly and like sort this out. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was a good learning experience for me to learn about the different personality styles and also to learn, which I've had to learn that it's about the work. It's not about me, but when it's your own business, you can take it on very personally. And my, (laughs) my partner Coden has taught me a lot too. He's like the person that kind of challenges me the most. And when he, when he tells me things, I'm a hater at the time, but I've realized he's always like, he's always pretty spot on, but he kind of says like, Emily, you can't let even the great feedback affect you too much. And you can't let the not so great feedback affect you too much as well. And I've realized that to be so true and it sounds a bit weird, but I found that now I almost, whatever people say, whether it's like really lovely and they're really complimentary, it, it kind of like, I really, really appreciate it, but I don't let that, does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I don't yeah, kind of yeah. let that then become what I'm living off.
1: I'm the same. And I think it's, you have to, when you're, when you have students over, you know, hundreds of students around the world, wherever it is, like, you really have to be careful because you do fall in love with your product and you do fall in love with your work. And you're like, we're doing great work. And you're, you're so firsthand like you're so in it and sometimes it's really good my husband is the same i'm like you're always right and i want to punch you in the face (laughs) (laughs) like damn you're right because they are a little bit well not a little bit they're fully like watching and they're there and they got our back but they're removed and sometimes you get so even this is like for anybody out there even if you have any kind of issue or problem and you're in your own problem. So you can't see the secret solution in the back door. You know, you're like, well, how do I do this? And it's like, oh, take a step back. So it's really, it's really good that I love, it's so weird. I have the same thing that I do. I'm like, I don't believe that it's like, yeah, we're so amazing all the time. But I also, you know, I'm not going to listen to my super, super critics who are probably, I guess like the scales are really far off. So what keeps you kind of in the balance what keeps you in i guess the because i'm hearing listeners go like how do you do that you guys like <laughs> you know we know why it's important but how do you find a way to still stay focused on adding value and and having confidence in your business and in your product and selling and you know raising your price when you feel and adding value while still making sure you're not falling in love with your product but also not feeling like an imposter
0: oh gosh what a good question i think it comes with time like, I think, I think when we first start doing things, we do feel like a bit of an imposter sometimes because it is new to us and we're not really sure if we're like doing it right, even though there's no right way, but I think it does take time. And I think it is when you do like, and this is the thing, when you are starting out new and you start getting some great feedback or starting seeing some results, I think that is important because then you, it does kind of give you that reassurance, like, okay, <clears throat> what I'm doing or what I'm creating or what I'm teaching is it, it works or it really does help people. Um, but then, like we said, I think not, not living off that, not relying on that to make you feel like fulfilled or to validate you or anything, but to focus on, I, I think now focusing on almost the bigger picture and trying to figure out like, why am I doing this? What What's kind of like that impact I want to make um, as well. I think that helps. I think as well, like, There's no one else that's going to come and tell you it's your time to do it. And so you have to take action, even though you feel scared. You're not going to wake up one day. And this is what I say, even about like doing Instagram stories, you're not going to wake up one morning and just think, I feel totally confident. I'm going to go start doing them now. It's just not going to happen. You have to go through it. You have to take action. You have to put yourself out there. And then over time and doing that practice, you just get better and you just get, and you start like not feeling so scared about it anymore. And then you start actually quite enjoying it. And that's what I find with my students. They're like, Oh, it's actually quite fun now, but you don't get to have the fun bit without doing the, like, really awkward uncomfortable oh I'm gonna delete that I'm gonna take a hundred videos like you don't get to the other side without that bit in the middle as well like yeah yeah
1: yeah, you got to walk through the fire and get a little bit burned before you get to – yeah, you have to. It's so true. And I think we're in this culture where we want to, like, have it now, and it should be this magical pill to lose all the weight from COVID. And, you know, like, <laughs> where is it? And it's not sexy, you guys. Like, time is not sexy. Waiting, patience is not sexy. Testing and measuring is not sexy. But it's so – it's like anything, right? We, we never just started walking. We never – started riding a bike without training wheels you know for all of these things and i think we forget so much about these young things that we had to learn like how to drive like when we first learned how to drive and then now we like drive and talk on the phone and chew gum and yell at our kids and listen to podcasts we're like fully and no one's like paying attention to where we're going it's a little bit dangerous but we just trust and believe in ourselves so much because we've done it so many times so for those of you listening like business is no different even in if you're a career person you know, and you're trying to climb the ladder. Like you would suck at your job initially. You're not going to be the best.
0: And that was probably the first few years of my business. I was like, am I doing this right? Everyone else knows how to do business. Like I totally was like, didn't think I knew what I was doing. And I did think I'm totally just making this up because I pretty much was. But then I realized actually, so is everyone else. No one else actually knows how to do business. No one else has this manual that everyone else is working to. Like, it just doesn't exist. Isn't that awesome, though? And once I realized that, I realized, ah, oh, I get to actually just do it the way I want to do it. And it's so funny, even with, let's say, even photo shoots, thinking, okay, right, okay. So I have to kind of wear, like, a, a jacket and look really like like I'm all together and, you know... And now I like my most recent photo shoot. I'm like, actually, I don't have to do that. I'm just going to wear this like sparkly, glittery dress and dance around. And I can do that. I don't have to try and do the thing that everyone thinks you got to do. And -hmm. it's totally like that with business. Like you do not have to do it like anyone else is doing it. And there's no one right way. So once you realize that, it's quite liberating. It's like, right, what do you want to do?
1: Mm. And I love that because social media brings that, right? And Instagram brings that once you're in it and you know how free it is and how... Yeah. Even podcasting, like every part of you as Emily in your business or anything you decide to do is is like, it's you. It's a piece of you expressed via a podcast or a piece of you expressed on an Instagram. So no one can be you. Like there's millions of podcasts, but they're not... Like you, so with Instagram, God, this is such a beast, isn't it? Like it's like a whole (laughs) nother podcast. Like what's people's deal? Like I've heard of my clients and the people I speak to and I see, but like you tell me, this is your field. Like this is where you are an expert. Like what is the deal with people in Instagram being freaked out about it and all that
0: jazz? Yeah. Well, I think it's the, they're fearful, fearful of a lot of things, probably fearful of them like doing something wrong. But a lot of it is fearful Yeah. Around doing it wrong or making a fool of themselves. But once you realize that your audience actually just love seeing someone and love seeing someone just doing it and not getting it perfect. And that the more you can keep doing it and practicing and lean into being you, people respond to that. And it's actually super boring, right? If you have an Instagram account, and I look at your Instagram account and I could swap out the name up the top of it and it could belong to any other business because it's just kind of stock photos of palm trees that you found online and you've thrown in a couple of your own photos and some quotes. That is going to do, first of all, nothing for your business. It's going to tell us nothing about what you care about, what you, what you actually offer, who you are. And like I said, we could just swap that name and it could belong to anyone else. So don't do that. And don't worry about you have to have this perfect looking grid. You don't. (laughs) And actually, if you can think about showing you who's behind the business, that's your key selling point. Like that's your key point of difference. And that is your superpower, especially as a small business owner. It it really is as you and showing people like what you care about. Just talk about, and even like, I love what you do, Erica. It's just like, hey, today I'm doing this. That's okay. Get on your stories and just tell everyone what you're doing for the day and just practice doing that most days. And you're going to find the amount of response that you get from your audience when you start doing that and the, the things that start coming your way, because suddenly people feel as though they know you and mm-hmm. they're either going to like you or they're not. And it's actually cool if they don't like you. Doesn't matter. You don't like everyone yourself. Like you don't click with everyone and that's okay. And you, you do then start having these opportunities come because you're showing up. Like I spoke about, I didn't realize it was what I was doing, but I was kind of positioning myself as though I did have confidence and as though I was an expert and as though I did have things to talk about. And so yeah, once you start doing that, Um, you'll find, people will find if they're not yet like showing up on stories and actually writing captions that sound like them and not like it's, I don't know, from your corporate like manual or whatever, I don't know, but, but, and I like to write a caption as though I'm, I'm talking to one of my favorite students or I'm talking to like one person, I write it for them and I think about my content as though what do they want to hear? What would be like really inspiring or interesting or engaging for them rather than thinking let's write this to hundred people or a thousand people. Think about like one of your favorite clients and write it to them. But yeah, once you start, once you start bringing yourself into your brand and showing yourself up on social media, you just, you won't believe what it's going to do for your business. Um, And I think as well, it goes beyond that once. And this is why I kind of care about it even more so because once you realize and you have that confidence to speak about what it is that you offer and learn how you can Make sales and, and sell and say, hey, this is what I have to offer. Come and buy it from me. Like, that is so powerful. And it goes beyond Instagram. It goes like to your business, but it also goes back to your confidence more generally that you do have something to say and your voice, you know, your voice kind of matters. You got something. People care about what you're doing as well. For a long time, I probably felt like my voice didn't really matter and I didn't really have a whole lot of value. And so that's what I care about. Like, deep down, like I said, I don't really care about Instagram, but I want like particularly women, to realize that, yeah, they matter. They can create something and they can create a business and they can make some money from that and they can just build their own little community around them of people that care about what they do. Such a game changer. You said so many amazing
1: things there and I think that one of the things, and you probably hear this so much with your students, is like people wanting to straight away monetize Instagram, you know, and like, how can I make money on Instagram? So someone is funny about getting on stories or they're weird about posting and they don't think it's important and they're like, who the hell cares about my latte in the morning and all that? But I want to monetize my Instagram. What would you say to that?
0: Mm. Well, you've got to understand what you have to sell. So, like, if you're if you're looking to monetize, what, what is it that you're selling? So are you do you think these are people that maybe want to be influencers or paid for content or they have kind of, like, products or services? Or
1: Yeah, like, it's like you see people that want to have a business. Like, they're like, I'm so passionate about my business. I'm so passionate about what my business can do in the world. But I'm shitting myself because I don't want to get on Instagram and ma- get made fun of. But I heard you can make money on Instagram. And, like, they, they push to focus on that. But that they don't, like you said, they don't expose who they are. And they think, I don't have to.
0: And this is what I see. A lot of people, they might have a a business account on Instagram, but they don't have their name in their profile.
1: Oh my God, I know. What is the deal with that, people? Stop doing that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we don't know, like, if we want to send them a message or if we want to, you know, say, oh, I love that post you did, we have no idea what their name is or who's behind the account. And we can't see a face. And so we might see a couple of posts on there, but they just are very kind of basic, captions that say, Hey, this is now in store or something. Um, so to get started on Instagram, I I like to look at different content categories as well. So some people might like this. I like to look at, there's four different ones that I teach. So first of all, connection content. So actually talk about what you care about, share something that shows a bit of your values or why you care about your business, why you're doing it, where it came from. Um, also value. So think about like, right, if someone was going to click follow, why are they going to do that? why do they care enough about what you're sharing? And that's going to look totally different for every business. So if you're a photographer, lucky you, you've got beautiful photos that people probably want to follow you for. Um, if you're Erica, you're sharing like such inspiring, amazing raw content. Yep. Want to follow that one. It's going to look totally different for every business. Some other businesses, for instance, if you're a Facebook ads manager, it could be sharing, Hey, here's like some of the latest tips or tricks to have great results with your Facebook ads, so that can be something. Um, then I talk about a bit of credibility in there is always good. So you know, be your own PR person. If you've been featured in media, like talk about it. Again, no one else is going to come and I don't know, come and do that on your Instagram. So you've got to do it, and don't be afraid to talk yourself up and just share these things and share like this is all the experience that you've got. Here's some great uh, results you got, people, um, and then promotion. So you actually have to say, this is what I have to offer. And this is how you can buy it from me. And a lot, and this is what I find a lot of women can do so well with like giving value, giving value, but you had, you have no idea what you can actually buy from them. And they never actually ask for that sale. They never actually say, Hey, I've got, and this, you can just say like, I've got three spots left to work with me this month. Send me a message and let's have a chat. It can just be that. But you gotta, you gotta invite people to come and have a, you know, move to the next step with you as well. So I like to kind of break it down in that, into that type of different content. And then on the flip side, some people only do the promotion and no one's gonna follow you if all your posts are just basically, here's another product shot, like, I don't know, kind of boring stuff. They want a bit more like, Let's give them a bit more something that is unique to your business as well, which is why we talk about like, let's get some of that connection in there too. So, yeah. And it's so
1: true because you think about, I was thinking about this the other day, like a Google or a Apple or a you know apple had so much fire when we knew about steve jobs and we knew that he wore the same clothes and there was a little bit of it's almost like this reality tv show right like oh who's emily <gasps> emily's oh my god did you see her candle back there I who <laughs> made the candle like it's ridiculous right people are like why do people care what kind of coffee i have because they want to know like and trust you like they want to be like are you my people you know and if if google the owner of Google, I don't even know if there is one owner, but let's say there was an owner of Google and they started telling you about what they thought about COVID or what they, what kind of shoes they wear or where they love to get a coffee. Like everybody would tune in. They'd be like, oh, the owner, like they've paid so much money, which most little small business doesn't have the marketing budget of Apple and Google. But like, can you imagine if they were just starting out and it was like, hey, I just created Google and yo, I'm going for a walk today. And these are my sneakers like people would have watched that shit. And it's like, yeah, it's so it
0: blows my mind. And the thing is, I think that um, and I fell into this trap, too, of you look at some of these big businesses and you don't see necessarily the founders behind them or you see some of the more, let's say, old school businesses that don't do these things. And so we can think, oh, well, they're not doing it and they must know, they must know the right way to market because they're big or they've been around for ages. Not the case. And like I said, as small business owners, which I'm sure like that's most of my audience and probably yours, I'm guessing as well, like that is, we have that, like we have that opportunity to show a little bit of ourselves in there and so easily. And it's free just on Instagram or social media. Um, And just because you don't see the big players doing that, it doesn't mean that they've got it right and they've got it sorted. So Yeah.
1: And like, what's the name? Simon says, Simon Sinek. Simon says, you know, he's like people buy people, not products. And it's so true. Like if that's, that's kind of where we win small business and we win with technology and we win with, you know, the way that we are. Like you get to be who you are in business. You don't have to be like Emily or you don't have to be like me. You get to be you. That's which is amazing. And people like you. I love that you said that. Like people will love you and then people will not like you at all. And it's like, great.
0: (laughs) But isn't that much better? Like it's, that is so much better than you try. And again, I've fallen into this trap of trying to not be anything too much because you don't want anyone to like, not like you. But I know like some people will just be like, Oh not Emily again, she's bloody annoying or I can't stand her voice or she's way too this or way too that. That's okay. Like that's Okay. But wouldn't you just rather? And it's it's just so liberating when you can actually just end up being like, oh, I'll just be myself then. It's just easier.
1: (laughs) It is, and and too, like it's your place. Like I'm on your Instagram, you know. It's I get to I'm in your home. I know who you know. As much as we show, we know who you are and what you love and what you like. And then it's straight away kind of like I'm in Emily's land here, and it's like cool. I like this place, or I don't want to be here. It's, It's such a it is liberating because then you don't have to go, oh, hi, welcome to my house. Let me clean for you. Like when every visitor comes, you know, you're just like, there's a hot mess. And, you know, I look pink and this is what we're going to do here. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. So... Is there if people are listening and they want to learn more about about your program, about, you know, Instagram, about marketing, because you have so much like so much more information, you guys have no idea, Um, (laughs) you know, so much about this, where can they hear more or see more? Oh, thanks, Erica.
0: Well, I've got the podcast, the Emily Osmond Show, so people can go find Erica's episode on that one. I publish it twice a week. Um, one with a guest and one with just me having a bit of a chat, sharing some things. Um, and then I have some free classes. You can go to EmilyOsmond.com forward slash free. But also just come find me on Instagram, Emily Osmond. Just search my name anywhere, really. That'll pop up. But um come <laughs> let me know you had a had a listen to this episode. I'd love to hear.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, and last little bit of last little bit of knowledge, if you could speak to any small business woman out there, what would one message
0: that you would like to give her be? Yeah. Something that's, I've kept close to me during all of this. And I saw this in a magazine when I was at college and I ripped it out and put it on my wall. And it was a phrase that said, you can, if you think you can. And I I guess I was like, okay, that that's interesting. All right. I like that. And so that's when we we chatted about if you really, if you want to have an entrepreneurial business or you want to do that, like you, you absolutely can, but you have to have that hunger for it and you have to really want it. So figure out what it is that you want and start like taking action towards it too. No matter if it looks absolutely crazy, because most of the time it does. People are like, oh, oh, that's interesting. You're doing that. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like, you know, wouldn't you rather work in a, in a job or wouldn't you rather do this? But no, if you believe in it and it's something that you really, really want to do, then just like stay focused on that and trust yourself.
1: Ah, oh, that is such good advice. I love that. It's so true. And that's with everything like money, business, every single thing that you talked about. I can just hear the thread of you not knowing what the hell you're doing, but believing that you can figure it out and like clearly you have you're so inspiring and you show up so beautifully and so raw and real and like you light up if you guys could see her right now her smile is the best contagious smile (laughs) like even if someone's grumpy and you watch your stories you're just like oh i'm feeling really happy watching emily right now so literally thank you for being who you are and please everyone go and listen subscribe review the podcast emily's incredible she gives so much value And I cannot thank you enough for being here, my love.
0: Oh, Erica, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved chatting with you. Could talk with you all day.
1: I know. (laughs) We'll do this again. My darling, we are in wild times right now. And in order for you to manage your mind and boost your immunity and be level-headed instead of panic, I want to invite you to consider online training to consider joining a community a sistership where you are going to be held where you're going to be supported where you have a safe space to unravel and with all this time at home you can actually better your life and work on yourself Good news as well, I have now done a 12-month payment plan for the online sisterhood. So many women right now are experiencing trouble with their finances, losing their jobs, being single mothers, not knowing when their next money or paycheck is going to come from, and we are navigating that with our current sisterhood members. We are working with every woman that we can in order to support them in these tough times, and I hear you out there saying, I'd love to join the sisterhood, but I can't afford it. I can't afford six payments. So what I've done is made it a year long program. It's a year long program with a year long payment plan. I really, really want you to consider if this is the time for you to join the sisterhood and work on yourself. It is available to you now. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time your energy and your attention please do me a favor and head over to apple itunes subscribe so that you don't miss an episode share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it and if you feel called to leave me a review i'd love to know what you think about the podcast i'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world thank you so much for being here i know that there are many podcasts you could listen to and i really appreciate you listening to mine have a gorgeous week honey